Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What sitcom world would you want to be in, Sunny? Oh, good question. I mean, my gut reaction is to either say The Office or Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. I think Shit's Creek would be nice. Just living in that little but David community. wouldn't want to be my friend because he's too cool. <laughs> and he'd be, like, nice to me in person and then mean about me behind my back. No, he wouldn't. He probably would. <laughs> but in The Office, you have to go do work. Do I? Do they even do work in there? Who knows, actually. I guess they do. What about you? What do you want to be in? Mm, the sitcom world that I'd be suited to. Maybe community. Yeah, good one. Because I'm already, I already work at uni. I can do that sort of stuff in my mm-hmm, sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I get into crazy adventures. All right. <laughs> Make it happen. All right. In a crazy, topsy-turvy world where something's not quite right, I'm going to open the podcast. Welcome to I Only Like You in Movies. My name's Sinead. I'm here with Lonnie. How's it feel? Weird and disjointed and like something isn't quite right. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Perfectly suited to our topic. (laughs) Today we're looking at WandaVision. WandaVision. So it's been out for a while now. So unlike some people, you should have had plenty of time to watch it. And now this is a spoiler episode. So we're not going to spoil anything for you unduly. Well, yeah. What I mean is some people just went and spoiled it as it was happening and then you got spoiled what, didn't you, Sine? We're not going to do that. We waited. We've given you time to watch it. Yeah, and you, you, come also into this. Have, you also have the option to click on it to see the spoilers. Mm, that's, that's You're not scrolling point. through your subscription feed on YouTube, Mr. Sunday Movies, and seeing in the title <laughs> and thumbnail of the video a spoiler. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Bane of my existence. Yeah. Anyway, one division. What do you reckon? Um, What's it about? First off. Oh, okay. So, um, if you haven't seen Marvel, I don't know why you're watching this. Mm. Wanda is a character in the Marvel universe. Vision is a character in the Marvel universe. They're in love. After Endgame, (laughs) Vision was dead. Now, mysteriously, Wanda and Vision have appeared in a TV show that's a sitcom, and every episode is a different era of sitcoms. Mm -hmm. Something's not quite right. It's a pretty cool concept, and even having watched the show and knowing that it existed and it was, you know, fairly good, it's still hard to believe they actually did it. Hey, it's just such a wacky idea that they actually pretty much pulled off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, after every other Marvel show or TV, um, every other Marvel property being like classic superhero show, but they fight baddies. This one, not so much that. And it's all about sitcoms and every episode is, you know, first couple of film in black and white. Like, it's not something you'd assume that would be initially greenlit, you know? Yes. I'm biting okay. my tongue now. <laughs> no, you can still think the concept is a bit of an outfield concept, isn't it? It's not just like 
you know, but still a superhero show where they have to go fight a bad guy who's got a bomb, you know. It didn't end up like that. Did, did it? Yeah, well, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay. Spoiler alert. Get into it, Sine. <laughs> here, here am I thinking, right? I have lots of thoughts about this. I loved the first, like, three to four episodes of this mm-hmm. show. Loved it. I love when shows treat me as being intelligent and being able to figure out what's going on for myself, mm-hmm. right? They don't give you any answers in those first few episodes. They just constantly slip in these little things that aren't quite right and you trust that that's going to be resolved in the end. There's seems to be two teams of discourse around this. One lot of people saying they started out with a great concept and in the end it turned out to be just like a Marvel show. And the other team saying, yeah, because it's a Marvel show, what did you expect? I expected more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's why people aren't are a bit dis- well, some people are a bit disappointed by the ending of this because they set it up with such a different, unique, fresh take on superheroes, and then it divulged into cookie cutter. Let's fight the baddie, and I was hoping that we weren't going down that path because I was hoping that they were truly doing something different and not just having four episodes of something different and then the rest of the show be exactly like any other show. Them's fighting words, I know. And No, I'm, I'm kind of on your side. I've been a bit worried since you know, the later episodes came out that it was initially just going to be, turned out to be a style of a substance. It would just like give us all the, yeah. give us some interesting episodes first up, but then we'll just give you something reliable towards the end. Um and almost like because we went so crazy in the first couple of episodes, then we're going to give you something very regular to balance it out towards they, the end. They, they went out on a limb. They had something really exciting and different, and mm. then it was just, okay. It's kind of interesting. It's like there's episode four or five where they pretty much tell us what's been going on. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're trapped in a world and she's projecting it and superheroes are like, yeah, I kind of got that, the fact that, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I did understand what was going on. And the fact that they, they, as you said, they hinted at it enough and audiences are smart enough to work out what's going on. I think, um, yeah, I think you know, our friend Kelly mentioned that it was just like episode four, I think, when Jimmy turns up and he's sort of working out what's going on. It's just like, here's the exhibition episode. We're just going to explain yeah. everything that's occurred so far. Mm-hmm. But on the same hand, I didn't, I didn't mind that because it was kind of felt like it was confirming what's going on and then we'll get back into it being weird and then never got quite weird again, did it? Well, I don't know. I kind of thought, like, they even, like, gave up on their premise. Like, this mm. is probably not the right direction that they were going in. But for me as a viewer, I was, like, wondering if we were going to get futuristic sitcoms, like how mm-hmm. far they were going to push this. But they got to the 90s. And then did like a modern family-esque thing in the 90s, which was odd because you totally forgot about like Malcolm in the Middle and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all those kind of sitcoms that were in the 90s and then just gave up and didn't do any more. I there thought was... the episode with um, Quicksilver being the uncle that Halloween was a bit Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, it was a bit. But then they were doing pieces to camera in that same episode and that was very modern family-esque. So I don't think they situated that last little bit in time very well. And also, I think there's distinct shows of the 2010s 
that you could have used as well. I don't know. I just feel like you gave up. You did 60s, great. You did 70s, great. You did Mm. 80s, great. And then you gave up. I thought it was so interesting in those first few episodes where the real world sort of interrupted the TV world. Mm -hmm. Like when the guy comes out of the the beekeeper. Wasn't that terrifying? But then nothing came of it. Yeah, and then the the best part that I've told everyone I liked the most was the scene, I think it was in the Family Ties episode, mm-hmm. where Vision, like, finally twigs and starts arguing with her and being like, what the hell's going on here, Wanda? Yeah. And she tries to end the episode by putting yes. like, the credits going over and then he's just like, no, I'm going to still talk to you even though the credits and the, it's all wrapping up, the, like, the episode within the universe is wrapping yep. up. And then they actually, they're still filmed in the sitcom world, they're on the sitcom set, but they're both flying, like the power's going. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is so transgressive because you've, we're still in the sitcom aesthetic, but you're giving me superhero you know, stuff. This is fascinating. And then everything else from there was pretty much just the superhero stuff happened in the superhero world. And yeah. I think there's a bit of it like in the Halloween episode, they were still doing flying and super speed and things like that. But I don't know, I just thought they could have filmed everything in the sitcom world and then we know when Jimmy Woo turns up in the sitcom world and he's got a gun and he's not acting as if he's in the sitcom, wouldn't that have been interesting? Wouldn't that have been I, yeah, so much more interesting than just, yeah, it's now it's Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> Which was fine. And I, you know, the show is good and Marvel is still very of a high quality in terms of all these things. But, yes, by tempting us with such an interesting story and aesthetic in the first episodes, by just going back to kind of regular but good episodes from then on it's like yeah don't tempt me and then give me nothing yeah what do you think of people lots of people complaining i know you didn't watch it as it came out each week did you you kind of i watched the first few episodes with you and then i waited until it was all out to watch the rest of it so as it was coming out people were very upset that there weren't so many cameos that you know they thought were kind of being set up like i think they talk about i'm going to talk to my um friend monica's talking to my friend who's like an aerospace engineer everyone's like who's an aerospace engineer in marvel go work out it's going to be a and obviously they mention the sorceress supreme and also the fact that it's magic and whatever that people are thinking dr strange oh dr strange gonna come and have to help out what's going on here i never thought that to be honest i wasn't really ready for cameos or interested in them no that's fair enough and obviously the show wasn't either because there aren't any cameos in that sense but people have been online were a bit worried about it and like saying, oh, they've teased his cameos and it's come to nothing. And the fact they, they brought in Quicksilver and then made him be no yeah, one. Yeah, can we which talk I think... about that? Let's, there's a lot to unpack there. What well, the just, fuck? just quickly, I was just, <laughs> just going to say, like, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I can see why, you know, the show was its own thing. It didn't have to have cameos. Not everything has to have cameos. On the same token, Marvel... And don't be mad at the show because it's no has no cameos and your geek knowledge isn't rewarded because you worked out that when they mentioned aerospace engineer, that means it's going to read Richard. So I'm smart because I worked out this reference. You know, like, yeah, maybe just experience the show for what it is. On the other hand, same token, Marvel is known for its world building and having cameos. Okay. So, like, you shouldn't be too mad at the fans for being like, okay, this universe, which you spent over a decade now investing in, in Easter eggs and cameos and you've had... Endgame, which had every Marvel character ever in it, I kind of think there might be cameos in this show. Like, yeah, I think that's a fair enough thing to think. And then when they bring in someone like Quicksilver, who's from a totally different universe, 
kind of okay for people to think maybe there's something else going on here. Yeah. And then to nothing. So what do, what do you think of that? So are you a bit Quicksilver. confused? Yeah, yeah. When he turned up, I'm like, he's such a recognisable actor, right? His hair's exactly the same. Like he's, he's it's not like they just cast someone from a different show, right? Mm. They know what they're mm-hmm. doing. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is the starting of the merging of Fox and mm-hmm. Disney because of all of those deals and I've lost track of who owns what now. But I thought Disney, Disney owns everything, just think of that. Okay. <laughs> but I thought that's what we we're moving towards, right? That X-Men were going to be part of Marvel perhaps in the new iterations and they yeah. still own Spidey, so then it's going to be mm-hmm. like a whole universe essentially. Well, that is coming. There's they've apparently they've got a movie coming out in a couple of years, they're like prepping it for for the X-Men to come back in. So yeah, that's not not a not an unfair assumption that this is going to be the start of it. Especially given the fact that in the comics, Scarlet Witch is a mutant. So, yeah. Mm. So, I'm pissed off. Okay. Because they just seemingly did this to fuck with us. Yeah, and is it enough to have just like put something in there for the fans, and then to have all these people talk about it and be get excited and think about what the what's this mean for the series, and then just to pull the rug out it from them? Kind of felt a bit mean spirited in some ways to me. Well, so what's the thing? The thing. I'm just I'm going to retrace my memory. There were two okay. Quicksilvers, correct? So Quicksilver there was, was the... owned by both companies because Quicksilver is a mutant, so he was able to be an X-Men, mm-hmm. but also he's an Avenger, so he was owned by the Marvel and Disney who owned the Avengers. And we had a Sokovian version, which was mm. Wanda's brother, mm-hmm. and then we had Quicksilver and X-Men who did the slow down kitchen scene. Yeah. And he was Magneto's son? Yeah, they never really said that, but in the comics he has been Magneto's son, and so is she actually, but sometimes they're not, so... But kind of, yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make so any the, sense. the Marvel MCU version died, and that's why she's... And she's quite sad about and that, so obviously. so we're using the Fox version to stand in, in this, for that. And the kids, yes. the kids that she created had the same skill as him so one of them, one of them does genetic yeah. right yes he's inherited that from quicksilver his well he's also a mutant and also well i was going to say i think in the comics he's like she created the kids and then like mephisto who's like the devil helped her or something but yes he's got powers let's put it that just, way you can't just put in a recognisable actor from another superhero property who's really linked to his character and mm. not comment on it. It's like chucking in bloody Mufasa and then not... Maybe <laughs> 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 that's a bad example. But not, like, not talking about the fact that you've got an animated line in your show. Yeah. It doesn't make any no. sense. It obviously is there to make us think about it and be like, and speculate as you, as you were. It's got the same powers. Yeah, well, he's Quicksilver and he's being the same character. And then... Um, yeah, it, it was, I don't think, unfair for people to think, oh, yeah, so he's somehow Wanda or maybe if it's Agatha who's doing it, she's brought in the multiverse perhaps has been fractured because of all the time travel stuff they did in Endgame. And so mm-hmm. when she, in her mind, called out to bring her brother back, something went wrong and she brought back, brought in someone from a different universe and it's her brother but also not her brother and that's interesting and maybe because he's of his powers maybe he's able to transfer between the multiverse 
It doesn't even fit. It's just it's just Catherine Hahn wanted to fuck with her, and she's a member of the real world who knows that there are two Quicksilvers and one is owned by Fox. Like that doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't think she even knew that. She just picked a random guy who happens to be yeah, look the same. Though did she? No, so, but I think that's what the that's the universe answer oh is that God. he's just some guy called Ralph Boner, who the audience knows looks like. I hate looks it. All we know from other movies. I Isn't that stupid? It. It's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> I think people would have loved it if they'd done that. If they they had some sort of explanation about him being. The actual Quicksilver. That'd be and great. I think they might even do that now because I think fans have been like so clear that that, that was interesting and kind of weird that they called him Boner and sort of making fun of us almost for thinking that that could have been something. That's what I mean. Like it mm. that it felt like they were fucking with us. It's like, ooh, you mm. thought this was Quicksilver. Well, turns out it's not. Haha, <laughs> aren't you stupid for thinking that? This was like, yeah. what are you doing? Why? <laughs> didn't feel quite right and i think they could have left it ambiguous even and then yeah come back to it if they like maybe they could even have this exact same scene where he's quicksilver like he's revealed to be named ralph boner but then at the end he like runs away or something and really quickly and we're like oh my god but how has he still got has he still got his powers because of the magic or is he actually quicksilver and ralph boner is his that's way um, better than what they did yeah like he's just there under a pseudonym and then in the future, if you're going to bring X-Men in the universe, maybe he's, like, a linkage to them. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just felt kind of weird. The, the whole last episode I wasn't a huge fan of, to be honest. Just I wasn't either. Darcy comes in just the one scene where she oh, kills a guy or, or I, tries to kill a guy. I love, love Kat Dennings mm-hmm. so much. I liked her in Raise Your Voice, the Hilary Duff movie of the early 2000s. She's great okay. in that. Not something I thought you were going to mention today, but <laughs> cool. And I really like her. I think she is so wasted in this show. She only exists to provide exposition to other characters, to tell them mm. what's going on. Oh, she's she's making a TV show. Here, I'll record it for you so you've got it. What's happening? Oh, well, she just said this, so that must be what's happening. Like, really? She's so cool and that's what you're using her with? I don't know. I thought they had a really good thing going there with, with her and Jimmy and Monica being like a little team. Yep. And they just sort of lost it towards the end, didn't they? They just completely lost it. I didn't what about even... Monica at the end? Like, you've got all this yeah. power. This people are fighting. You're just going to stand there next to the kids? So like... who is she meant to be, Monica? Uh, so she's um, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yes, yes, yes. I... She's got a best mate, and then her best mate had a kid, and she's the kid. Oh, she's the kid. Mm. I got very confused. Yeah, that wasn't... I think that could have been handled a bit better for people... That's my fault, though. ...like us who've only seen... Well, you've only seen Captain Marvel once. Yes. You don't, don't really know the characters and that well. a couple like, of years ago, so I don't yeah, remember yeah. every nuance. So, yeah, her mum died while she was... Because she got snapped. Yes, I remember all that. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was Captain Marvel's best mate. But who... I meant who is she... Like, with her powers. Is she a particular um, comic book character? Yeah, yeah. I was explaining. She's sort of got Captain Marvel-esque powers. She's, I think her name's Photon, where she can... Right. One of those things. She can use energy and whatever. Uh, Surely, yep. Um, And she's going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie, I believe. I don't think they really utilised her very well in this show. I don't even know if she was needed, to be honest. They built her up so much, seemingly just because she's going to be in the next movie. Like. so interesting she was in the world and she didn't have a house she didn't know where she was Mm -hmm. was like that stuff was so interesting she didn't have enough to do after they set her up no and it's like oh she's just gonna stick with jimmy and be a normal person like trying to figure out what's going on with everybody else vision's fighting evil vision there's witches going on she has powers all she does is get in between 
the guy who for some reason is killing children out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like and then she just stands there and then just waits around it. Apparently there's something about they didn't have time for reshoots because of COVID and everything last year and then maybe they could have improved that last episode a bit. Maybe we shouldn't be relying on reshoots to fix our movie. Mm. Maybe we should be doing more substantial pre-development and mm-hmm. testing things and then making a movie, not having to go fix half of it. Did you watch the end? Like the, I the did. End I sequences, watched both. The, yeah. The trailer? yeah. Um, I thought it was funny in that one. It's like someone, a friend of your mother's wants to talk up yes. there or something. It's like, if I was ever like, can you just say who it is? Like, why, <laughs> why so give me why a hint? Why do have to go down to the like front of the theatre? As soon as we walked yeah. in the door and no one's in here, you could have told me. Like Totally, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so it turns out that one was a scroll all along? Yeah, and so it's either going to be, obviously, they don't tell us, so we speculate, so it's either going to be Nick Fury or Captain Marvel who wants to have a chat to her. I but thought it was going to be Ben Mendelsohn. Could have been, yeah, yeah. But Still could. I don't think that's correct <laughs> based on what No, well, like. again, they leave it up to us to speculate because we mm. fans like that, but then... It might just be your mum's your best mate, Barry, who no one ever knows about, just so mm. we fuck with the audience, yeah. Can we talk about the the other member of this little trio, Randall mm-hmm. Park playing Jimmy Woo, <laughs> Asian Jim. I love him I'm, so much. Absolutely brilliant. and He's so good. I'm going to add my voice to the, the chorus people calling out for Jimmy Woo to have his own Marvel show where he just goes around solving mysteries. I love that idea. Like Twilight Zone X Files esque, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's investigating mm-hmm. a paranormal activity. It'd be so. I don't know what have to be really massive things like this. It could just be, yeah, smaller scale things each week that he can do. But I'd love that. That's what Agents of Shield should have been. Yeah, like, no one ever talks about the show anymore, do they? No. <laughs> they always talk about WandaVision as if it's the first Marvel TV show. Yeah. It's like you had a whole bunch of Netflix shows. You had Agents of <laughs> Shield and other stuff. Just gave up on those. Hmm. I have so many thoughts. I don't even know how to how to get into them. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> I'd like to talk about Catherine Hahn for a bit. Okay, your girl. Here's my theory, right? Catherine Hahn has been Laura Derned. Hmm. Explain yourself. There is a trend lately on the interwebs to find <laughs> not an obscure actress, but a hmm. character actor or an actor who's been in smaller roles and then lift them up, say that you're their biggest fan and have watched them forever and they're your favourite mm-hmm. actor, and then they become this, like, metatextual, like, popular culture idea. Yeah, and then you get cool points because you liked Laura Dern before everyone else liked Laura Dern. Exactly, and Laura Dern's amazing and, oh, my God, she's incredible. And it's also it's part of your personality, like... Yes. People know three things about me. I love cats. I love going to the park. I love Jeff Goldblum. There are three things in my life that I'm part of. Here's the thing. It's it's hard to be negative when you're lifting up the performances of especially a female actor, right? Like, that's great that they're getting recognition. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, you know, I've watched Catherine Hahn in a lot of things. She was in a lot of rom-com movies that I watched when I was younger. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm very well aware of her as an actor. I'm cool. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. My point is, like, they put them up on this pedestal and that they can do no wrong and that her performance is amazing and anyone who casts her is the best friend from now on, you know, it's got it coming to them and she was, you know, clap back bitch and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) 
I think that that does a disservice to the actor. She's just an actor, like any other actor, who mm-hmm. has both good and bad things to her performance. The way that it's framed is that if I say I didn't like Catherine Hart's performance, I'm A, not cool, mm. B, not in touch with, like, the popular discourse, and C, I'm hating on a female actor. None mm-hmm. of those are true. Her performance in the first half of this show is impeccable. Very Laura Linney-esque in Truman Show, I thought. Mm. Loved it. Was on board with it. When she degenerates into just a carbon copy Marvel villain who's evil because she wants to be evil, mm. it's the most generic performance I've ever seen. It's horrible. I hated her performance as the witch. She's like, ha, 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 mm. Like, what are we doing? I, I just... I don't want to be slated for saying that because there can be both good things and bad things about her performance. And I don't really understand this new trend of why we have to act like these people are perfect in their performances and they only play good characters. And if you don't see that, then you're just hating or something. Like, why is it suddenly cool to do this? I don't understand. I don't know. I agree with you. I think we're probably guilty of in the past being like, oh, that character's played by this actor, so they can do no wrong in my eyes. I get it, and like, well, we fair just did it with think that. Randall Park, right? <laughs> of course, we just did it just a second ago. However, you think about like Laura Dern in particular, how she's in the um, Last Jedi, playing a really stupid character. Remember, she doesn't she does all mean to Poe for no reason. For no I'm not reason. Gonna get into, Never yeah. tells anybody the reasons for doing things, which have cleared yeah. everything up in two seconds. Totally, and don't want to get stuck in that again. But because she's played by Laura Dern, people are like, oh. Best character, love her yes. hair. She's so good. Why are you criticizing her? It's Laura Dern. What, like, I think that's a good example of what we're saying there. It's like all of a sudden it's not the character, it's the actor. It's the actor and they can do no wrong. And so everything that they do is good and perfect and there's nothing to complain mm. about. I don't know. Did you find Catherine Hahn's performance at the end of this show very one-dimensional like I did? Or Well, it's, it's funny saying that I think she was playing a very good stereotypical um, sitcom character for the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. And playing a very good stereotypical witch with no, with nothing else behind her in the last few episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, how, I, she just <sighs> wants power. Okay, cool. Have some power, lady. Um, she killed her family. I guess that was interesting, but. No. Okay. My, and my then next... also she, she used to with her at the end. My next point. <laughs> my next point. Okay. If there is a baddie, you have to kill them. Don't trap them somewhere. <laughs> Don't trap them in a universe. Don't put them in mm. like a cryogenic sleep. Don't put mm. them in jail, Mando, because they're definitely going to come back and mm-hmm. fuck some shit up for you. Mm-hmm. Kill them. You have to kill the baddies, okay? And kill their family as well. If you leave it's the just, son alive, he'll come like back to you in 30 years. one yeah. of being a person, a superhero. You've got to kill the baddie. Obviously, she's going to come back and cause mischief. What are you doing? Why are we still having this moralistic high ground? She tried to kill your children. I think you'd be justified yeah. in killing her. It's fine. And what does she do now? Like, she doesn't remember her fact that she's a witch. Does so she live does in everyone... the town with everybody? Yeah, but everyone who's <laughs> in the town is normal now. So is she still yeah. stuck in a sitcom and everyone else is normal and they're like, oh, don't worry about her. That's mm. a crazy lady who thinks she's in a sitcom. Like, what? And in, in some ways, wouldn't you rather just be dead rather than being hidden inside your own body not knowing your past well it's very black mirror isn't it remember remember the episode it was like the woman was sharing the brain of the husband Mm. do you remember that she died or something and then he split his consciousness and then 
she got put into a bear or something. Yeah, that's early on, isn't it? Like yeah. season one or two. And she or something. was like yeah. trapped in her own or his subconscious or something, mm. which is like torture, right? So mm-hmm. if we're doing a moralistic thing of well, I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm gonna sentence you to a fate worse than death, then mm. you may as well just kill them. But yeah, and I know this is extra textual knowledge as well as the fact that in the comics she's kind of sometimes been a mentor teaching Wanda a bit about her powers and stuff, so maybe they'll they left it there, obviously, for a reason, because they'll bring it back and she might... I'm just not interested. Maybe there'll be something she needs to know and she's like, I'll go find her and bring her back just so she can help me, but then she'll escape or something. But Why? Mm. Why? The witchy stuff. Oh, my God. Can Why for that episode were we in Riverdale? Or the I Vampire we Diaries or the Mystic Circle? Mystic Falls, weren't we? Yeah. Listening to Vasmados from Bonnie? Like, what is going on? Why are we doing a CW mm. show for one episode? It's I thought they could have done awful. something different there. or It was so bad. The acting was terrible. What were they doing? She was absorbing the power and she was, like, giving the most generic performance with terrible writing. I just, what was that episode? And what has she been doing for, like, the last 300, 400 years? Oh, I just... Just being a witch? Look, I'll be really honest about this. I don't like witch stuff. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay. The Crucible is my favourite play. That's, that's where I stop. <laughs> I don't like... Mm, you like Harry Potter, so... Uh, true, true, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But this but th- style of, like, like yeah. magic shows... Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just can't. I can't get on board with them. I'm Witches not in the forest and... And we're doing and like, little symbols and, hmm. like, the new Sabrina. I just... I couldn't. Well, we, we tried, didn't we? And I tried so, we tried so hard at several different points and I, it's just hmm. not good. Not for you. And I just... So I'm already, you know, predisposed to not like this character and what they've done with her, right? I understand that, but... Even saying that, really, she's a witch who's gotten the powers from her ancestor and she's evil because she's evil? Mm. Why? What if Catherine Hahn had been the one who we actually had, like, a hero in her and her whole point was trying to free the townspeople? What if she wasn't evil at all but she still acted as an oppositional force to Mm. Wanda in that her main goal was freeing these people and letting them live their lives? Because as it was... Was that Monica who did that? It certainly wasn't the army guy. Which brings me to my second Mm. point. Why do we need multiple villains in comic book stories? I guess to split the focus a bit and to have... Then you can have one villain who comes back a little bit. I'm just like that idea of maybe 
giving her an act. She's there. Maybe she's got her own moral, like, Compass her own reasons for wanting to do to, to free the town. But I think that'd be interesting because then they flirt with the idea of having Wanda being the one who's actually the villain because she's evil and trapping them. Yeah. But then pulled away from it being like, oh, no, she was sad. She's still, so it's, all right. it's fine. She's allowed to do that. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been more interesting? And that's how we mm. figured out that Wanda was actually not doing a very good thing. Mm. I don't know. That's I cool. just, I don't like that. Like in this, we have Catherine Hahn, who's being a witch for some reason. Then we get evil vision. Then we get the army guy. I understand in terms of story development that you're trying to get your character to have oppositional forces at them from every angle, right? The environment, interpersonal, you know, man versus world, man versus themselves, man versus man. But even in, like, the new Snyder Cut that was out, you've got bad Superman, you've got Steppenwolf. Like, why do we have multiple villains? I don't think the army guy was necessary or mm-hmm. that Catherine Hahn was necessary. I don't know why we needed to have, like, we just forgot about the army guy, by the way. He just got dealt with at the beginning mm. of that last episode and then, oh, it's fine now. Why was he even and there they, then? Well, it seemed very strange to me that they had to... Like, he'd done some dodgy stuff, but also he was trying to, you know, do the right thing by the, for his army, I guess. He could maybe make the argument. But they wanted to make sure that we knew he was bad and that he was going to go to jail. So we'd have him start shooting at kids. Yeah, it's just Like, stupid. that's an unforgivable thing that Absolutely he had to stupid. go to jail for. I'm getting the feeling you didn't like the show much today. Well, I I wanted to. I'm I'm mad because I loved the first few episodes. Like they're mm. close to five star for me, mm-hmm. and then the show just turned into another show. And I was mm. like, you've had something so good, and you could have done something interesting with it, and mm. you didn't. I don't know. I I did like the runes. I liked that reveal. Like we thought mm. Wanda was just missing because she was angry and emotional and turns out she mm. was doing the rune thing. I, I liked that. You know, I I loved all the sitcom stuff. I loved the throwback to Scarlet Witch's old costumes. Like I really like mm. her as a comic book character and that was cool to see on screen, her like, mm-hmm. you know, little red crown made from the energy and stuff. That was awesome. But there's just so many issues with it. Like... And I also don't understand what Marvel are doing because, like, they've released their lineup for the next little bit, right? Mm-hmm. We've got Black Widow having her own show and Loki having his own show. Characters from the original, you know, Avengers movies, I feel like they're getting their own shows a decade too late. Shouldn't we have already had a Black Widow and a Loki show? Like, shouldn't that have already been done? And WandaVision could have yeah. been the new refreshing thing? We definitely should have had Black Widow by now. It's kind of It just yeah. seems really dated. Wait, like why Especially we... after she's dead in the series, like Yeah, like it just seems so <laughs> strange to me to do Yeah. I don't know, like I watched a video and they said WandaVision is the perfect um conclusion to the endgame Infinity War saga and steps it mm. at ni- nicely into the new sort of phase of Marvel, which I totally agree with because it's the only thing that's really dealt with what happens when people come back from mm. the snap. Spider-Man did a little bit too. A little bit, but it was kind of played for laughs there, wasn't it? It was. And the grief that people were feeling, and um, it was Daniel J. Layton's video, which I can link in the description, but he was also mm-hmm. talking about how this show came out at a time when a lot of people have lost loved ones very suddenly 
and haven't mm-hmm. been able to attend funerals or sit with mm-hmm. them as they died or anything. And I think perhaps that's what people are responding to so much with that love persevering line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's certainly relevant in today's culture, but I, if you take it as that, right, and it's, it's setting us up for the next phase of Marvel, then why are we taking a step back to these old school superhero shows, which is just like, I thought Tom Hiddleston was done playing Loki. I certainly got that vibe from the films. <laughs> no, I, I feel like Tom Hiddleston maybe hasn't found much success outside of Marvel. So he's come back to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, guys, um, I actually really like this character and would like mm. love to explore it more. I think, you know, we mentioned before that, oh, yeah, Marvel did Majors of S.H.I.E.L.D. and mm. other things that people don't really like that much. Maybe they're like Disney Plus. Let's make some shows about characters who will know we'll get surefire hits out of. So, yeah. I mean, this one not so much. I think it was a bit of a risk having Wanda and Vision because they weren't. They're not A-listers in terms of Marvel. They kind of are now because they this has yeah. been so popular. But yeah, Loki and Black Widow. I mean, Black Widow was supposed to be a movie released at the cinemas last year, but it didn't. But Loki, I can kind of see. It's like, oh yeah, he's one of our beloved characters. We'll give him a go. Mm. His own show. Um, and they're doing like a whole bunch of new shows as well, though. So yeah, I guess so. But yeah, maybe there's a good there's a good reason for it as well. It's coming out in a few months. I'll tell and you, Falcon Winter Soldier is out at, yes. at the moment as we record as well. So I'll tell you who I don't have any time for. Hmm. Evil Vision. <laughs> yeah, why is that? It just never like it never turns out, does it, guys? When there's an evil version of the superhero, like yeah, don't do it. Don't do it doesn't work out well also i get what he's done right he's made it remember Mm. real real vision fake vision (laughs) wanda's vision Mm. has made real vision who's now white realize Mm. his history and so he thinks he's the true vision and so he needs to destroy himself is that Mm. what happens there but now what are you going to do with him i think you'll come back more complicated for yourself though It's also some people have seen online, probably Mr. Sunday and Mesa talking about this. It's like, so it turns out the fact that there was a vision, mm-hmm. she didn't steal a body or anything. She actually just created him. Yeah. I just, just do it again, that. lady. Just do it again. <laughs> you can do it any anytime you want. No, you can she do it. Can't. She's learned that she can't do that. It's bad. Your kids were also just an invention, so just bring them back, lady. Just bring them back. You can't. Although they're, they're out there somewhere. They called out to it, didn't they, in the... The void. Okay, so yeah, can we talk about that post-credit sequence? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that in the future, hey? So she's in the future. She's in somewhere obscure, a mountain town, and she's training to be a witch. The Scarlet Witch, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, which is the character that she's been all along. I don't know why I was treated as a reveal, but sure. And she hears <laughs> her kids <laughs> calling from some void, and she goes to mm. rescue them. Mm. Maybe thoughts on that. Well, she's. Everyone knows that she's slated to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. So again, people weren't. So I don't she's think she's going to be the villain. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's like, oh, like there's another witch out there. Maybe we should have have a chat about how to be a good sorcerer. <laughs> Probably should have spoken about that before now, <laughs> Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. Um. But again, yeah, so the fact that we know that she's going to be in his next movie, I don't think it was that out of line for people to think. Oh, maybe he'll come in and rescue her and take her away to train her. Yeah. Like, that's a fair enough assumption to yeah. have made or, you know. 
But yeah, so I guess she's want to go wants to go find him. And there are a few references in this show to Mephisto, who's like he's the Marvel Devil basically. Mm-hmm. Because um, as I said, you know, he had some hand in their her kids' creation. Oh, God, yeah. There's like at one stage, Quicksilver's like. Come back here, you devil spawn, to the kids, which is funny. Yeah. Which I might call my niece and nephew that from now on. Devil spawn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a few other things that I can't remember off the top of my head, but so maybe in the multiverse she has to go to like hell to find her kids who are there or something. But her kids aren't real. I thought she learned yeah. that her kids weren't real. Yeah, but like. Also. Well, the fact is everyone else in the town were just real people that were brainwashed but vision wasn't vision wasn't he was a real creation the kids weren't like other kids that she just brainwashed they were somehow there so (laughs) birth behind the couch that was pretty funny yeah i just quickly Mm. when the spell or whatever wore off vision it Mm. looked quite painful Mm. she's left her two young children in a bedroom on their own to go through this horrible trauma of like not existing Mm. anymore and she's not going to sit by their side because we want to have this romantic farewell between vision and wanda i mean that just seemed a little heartless to me the poor kids (laughs) up there screaming as their like insides are being dissolved (laughs) just bring them back though mate you can do it you can't anytime you want anytime you want you can do it but she learned that she can't she could, though, couldn't she? Well, actually, did she learn that she can't take over an entire town? Is that what she well, learned? <laughs> she can't track to, real people. I spoke to a friend of the show, Dylan, and also my co-host of my other podcast about this, because we, we were mad into this when it was coming out. And, like, she kept the whole town hostage for, like, a week or two, right? She yeah. brainwashed them. And at the end, Monica's just like, you know, anyone would have done that if they had the chance. No, she should be in jail. There was a whole movie about the fact they had to have rules for superheroes. Remember that? It's oh, called yeah. Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> and now, seemingly, just because she's so powerful, she can do whatever she wants. She can take over a town and then be like, oh, all right, off you go. Off you go, you scamp. Don't do it again, but like, whatever. Yeah, we can't it's... stop you, really, so whatever. It's a good point. But I get it why in the show, because people understand she was grieving and she didn't have complete control over her powers. Maybe she should have had to, like, chat to the government or the police about it or something, you know, because next time she does it, like, just shoot her on sight because she can't be trusted, clearly. So should we talk about the conceit, the conceit of the fact that she created sitcoms was because she used to watch them as a child and mm. then she had this traumatic memory when her parents died and it was, like, sort of a formative thing for her that sitcoms were mm. a happy place. hmm Really? That's... <laughs> that it i guess i think there's maybe something in that the fact that she's somewhere in like eastern europe and being sold the vision of america through the sitcoms like i guess it's a little bit like that down here is that we grasp onto these seemingly perfect worlds on the sitcoms that if you're going impressionable kid like that could be something you're into i guess here's the thing that i would do right i'd lock myself in a room and I'd bring back all my pets that have passed away. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of my powers. Why can't she do that? Why can't she just go mm. to a little house and mm. then create a vision and kids mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. live there? Yeah, it's a good point. Retire from being a superhero. Yeah, and bring all our pets back. Which, you know, I wouldn't be hurting anybody. 
I wouldn't be trapping anyone. No one gets hurt in this scenario, guys. I think that's a great idea. What do you think about the line about the accent? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a funny thing, the accent, isn't it? Because Why I, don't blame, I don't blame the actor. I blame the directors who change from film to film who don't really have much of a... Here's one They don't thing. seem to care much, you know. Did they know? Or did they literally just forget? I What I think is that maybe the new directors didn't care much about it. We're like, oh, yeah, she's been in America for a year or two. She just lost her accent. Entirely. <laughs> and the last time maybe, you know, it could just be something as simple as people in the audience, you know, did some audience testing who didn't like the accent much and so they just dropped it and then, so stupid. you know, the fact that it's been kind of, kind of commented on, they're like, oh, we should make a joke about it and whatever. You guys shouldn't have done it in the first place. Like, no. don't just include a weird line in this Yeah. Thing. Anyway. I want to end on a high note, Sine. I don't know if you've got more there. I do. I have two, two high notes, but you go first. Okay. My, this might be the same as your high note, but mm-hmm. please forgive me. Her costume when she's fully Scarlet Witch. I said to you, I don't really care too much about costumes. Like, it's a cool costume, it's a cool costume. That's cool. I noticed this one being especially awesome, though. Yes, I agree. You agree? It was Excellent. so cool. <laughs> and I, I liked awesome. her Halloween one as well. That was that was really cool. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to honor the you know the comics, but also create something that is like, yeah, just amazing and, and kind of I don't say threatening, but it is like it's bad yeah. Ass. If you saw that, and if you're if you're fighting someone who's dressed like that, you'd be like, oh my god, okay, I'm in for a fight now because she's you, yeah, pretty badass. You know what I like about it? She's mm. in tights. And a bodice. Yeah. So she can probably fight pretty well in that. She's got a cool, like, cape train thing. Mm-hmm. She's not showing her boobs. You know, it's... Oh, totally. In, uh, clearly, you can be, like, sexy without having to show your skin, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. <clears throat> it is very form-fitting. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't understand costuming of... Put pants on, Wonder Woman. Female. I've, I've said this plenty of times. I think on this podcast, just put some pants on, Wonder Woman. It would be so much easier. Like, I can't imagine fighting in, like, a skirt. Give me some, like, exercise leggings or some shorts. It's just so stupid. Anyway, yes, very cool costume at the end. Loved it. Yeah. Cool in the same way that, like, Doctor Strange's costume is cool, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, people always talk about, well, you know, female superhero characters are just as, maybe they're a bit sexualized and, you know, but that's just the same way that the male characters are. I'm like, no. Batman, you see Batman's chin, you see Superman's <laughs> face. Like he's got form-fitting costume, but like, one woman, she has like a tiny um, corset thing, and then also the tiniest pants ever, like shorts, shorts. It's not quite the same, is it? Isn't there that like original Avengers poster where Black Widow is like the only one who's like? got her bum she's, there or something she's showing both her bum and her top at the same yes. time she's twisted around and, yeah that's not getting to joss Whedon, no please. <laughs> my big high note is mm-hmm. casting so right. Catherine Helm was great for the most part jimmy woo obviously can do no wrong so as we said <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> i'd like to make a little special special shout out to mm. deborah joe rupp who was in the first episode as the boss's wife and who played oh, yeah. Kitty from um, that 70s show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool that they cast, like, sitcom actors mm. 
in this show. And she did a bit more than just doing her regular shtick yes. you know, in that episode. It was mm-hmm. very interesting. I'm like, shouldn't be surprised an actor can act, but, yeah, that was really great. <laughs> she was really great. Good shout-out. My biggest takeaway from the show, though, mm-hmm. is, and it was actually kind of refreshing to see, I wonder if because Marvel's been around for so long and they've had so many movies, some of the actors come across as a little bit jaded with their performance, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I've been quite vocal about my hatred for Thor Ragnarok and this new sort of era of superheroes where we're cool and we change our whole personality and mm. nothing matters. Haha, <laughs> isn't that funny? And it's actually really nice to see a genuine portrayal of a superhero, not a tongue in cheek, mm. winking, you know, knowing wink or knowing nod mm-hmm. portrayal like Thor has become. And like Paul Bettany had every reason in the world to phone this performance in right mm-hmm. <laughs> like he started off as Jarvis just doing some work in a, in a voiceover booth and then got mm. created to be vision and then now it's like this projection of vision not even really vision mm. and he takes I always the- got the I got the impression he wasn't a huge fan of Marvel because yeah. first off he just had to be in the voiceover booth for like half an hour and just say little random one-liners that don't mean anything and then he was like kind of for some reason I got the feeling he was roped into being Vision and wasn't a huge fan of it. I got that feeling too and I don't know if we're picking up on like Gwyneth Paltrow's (laughs) really obvious disdain (laughs) for being in this but it was actually like a really genuine performance that he took seriously and Mm -hmm. I thought that was really engaging and refreshing and Mm. I am the first to admit I was never really a fan of the WandaVision pairing. I didn't Mm. really get it in the original thing. The death scene got me, like Mm. in um, Infinity War. Mm -hmm. But I was never really, like, rooting for them hard. But in this Mm. show, they have such good chemistry together. Every line is delivered. Like, it's heartfelt and emotional and 100%. They're not dialing it in. It's not... No. They care. And it was so... That end scene where they say goodbye to each other and you see the red, like barrier that's Mm. you know pulling in i was a mess i was an absolute mess i had snot running down my face (laughs) i was like why does he have to go i don't understand it was awful Mm. and the delivery of her line of we'll see each other again i'm going to reference daniel j layton's video again but Mm. he said it's such an old hollywood line like it's such a casablanca sort Mm. of thing of it stands to reason we'll say hello again Mm. and it was just so genuine and emotional and heartfelt and real. And I was just pleasantly surprised by seeing really good acting in a superhero movie. I know actors can act and, like, all the actors in this are great, but there was something more genuine about the performances in this show that I from um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany that was way more like it connected me as an audience member to their story way more than any of the other Marvel properties. But just bring him back though. <laughs> just bring him, bring him back. Anytime you want, any bring him back. No, I agree. And oh, you, you were around for that and people online who are online as much as we are saw the whole backlash to the whole the really awesome line that he had about love persevering. That's what grief is. Yeah. I think it was better than that. I just said, 
Um, people online were like, "What is grief if not love persevering?" Yeah, mm. great line. But it got a bit of backlash on the internet because people loved it so much. Obviously, anything that gets populated, people have to try and take down. And like, it's you know, out of context, it's a bit of a hokey line. It's kind of something you might see mm. on like a live, laugh, love. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Instagram post or Pinterest board or something. Yeah. But as you've been saying, in context, in that moment, with that delivery, amongst two actors and playing characters we've got to know over a couple of years, it, it, it killed me. And it, it it's obviously was, it wasn't a great. And I, I'm agreeing with you that he is, Paul Bettany's always great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he seemed to kick another gear and, you know, again, all projection on my part, but it seemed like this show really interested him as an actor and he was fully into everything and and it had to pull off different acting styles like going back to the 50s 60s yeah, 70s so etc like it's yeah. so stylized in certain episodes mm. and that that requires a different type of acting and a different skill mm-hmm. and again like i've always liked both of them and elizabeth olsen i've thought yeah she's good like in the other marvel movies of wonder hasn't been given much to do but either of them really but this, I was like, oh, wow, she's actually one of the better actors in these movies, isn't yeah. she? Especially in the 50s and 60s episodes. Like, in, to be honest, I didn't really care for her performance in a lot of these Marvel things. I thought it was very mm. on the nose and, like, who cares about Wanda? Like, get out of mm. here. But she found a way as an actor to connect with this character on a real, like, human level. Mm-hmm. And I think that grounded performance really came through. And it's like, mm. why is she not in everything yeah, she's, totally. She's incredible. Like, she's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't... And, like, they make it look easy almost, but you think about it. Doing... Tying this line between big blockbuster superhero films over the last few years and then coming in here and doing a, a sitcom, but also it's mysterious and, yeah, that, I think that would be a very hard thing to do. And we've had our gripes. We've complained a bit, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek in this episode about WandaVision, but... I think it's a great experience to watch it. It was. And those performances, even the bits where it gets a bit much towards the end, mm. you're still on the side of the characters and you still want to see how it plays out. Definitely. What do you think, what's going to happen next for Wanda? What do you reckon? And or Vision, if he's, if he's back. <laughs> um, I don't think her version of Vision will come back. Mm-hmm. I think... She could though, couldn't she? If she wanted to. <laughs> Just out of her mind. I think evil Vision will come back and just be Vision and we'll be like, well, why did we cry mm. when he died? Mm. That seems like a very Marvel thing to do. <laughs> what if he comes back and it's him and he has all the memories but he hasn't, doesn't have the emotions? So she's like, oh, he's back. But then he's like, hello, Wanda. Why, my name is Vision. I love you. But then doesn't actually. Yeah, it'll probably be that. Be, yeah. Something like that. I don't okay. know. I don't, I, I don't mm. know what's going to happen with the her being called away. Like maybe that thing you said mm. about her going to hell to save her kids, but mm. I don't mm. know if I'm into like a mum sort of. To be honest, as soon as she had the kids, I was like, oh, here we mm. go. You're going to do everything for oh. your kids and your bloody kids. Yeah. Like shut up. They're so annoying. I, I can't believe you got this, Sydney. Yeah. I didn't care when the kids died. I cared when Sparky died. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. Sorry, sorry to bring it back to you. Sparky's a Jack Russell Terrier, which, as we all know, is the best breed of dog. Mm-hmm. Our breed. Our breed. And he's such a little rambunctious scamp. <laughs> and bloody yeah. Agatha. Agatha. For that reason oh. alone, she should have died. Totally. Death penalty immediately. 
Uh, did you like the song that she had, by the way? It was Agatha all along. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it was good on the note. Especially at the end when she's like, oh, I killed Sparky. Yeah. I hated her <sighs> for that, but also I like that. It's a, it's a earworm of a song. It's good. It is. Okay, what are you going to rate this show, Sinead? <sighs> God. Tough. It's hard because I, I loved the first few episodes, really disliked mm-hmm. the last few episodes, mm-hmm. but still the performances came through for me. 3.75. The reason being, <laughs> four stars seemed a bit too high. I really uh, didn't like Catherine Hum was a witch stuff. I mm, just couldn't get on board mm. with the witchy stuff. And three and a half doesn't seem to give justice enough to the performances, which carried the show from okay. start to finish. 3.75. 3.75. What I think that's your you? first 3.75. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think... I think I'm still going to say four just because it was so interesting, especially early on. And then even after then, when things did take a turn for me, Paul Bettany sort of saved the day. Yeah. Um, just thinking especially in the episode where it's like one family and he's talking to the camera and he's like, oh, wait, I can just go fly there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also the one scene that Dylan and I had nightmares about, um, I think it's episode three or four where we just see him like a split second of dead vision, grey vision. How scary was that? Oh, remember that? bloody terrifying. Yeah, I, I hate yeah. those little flashbacky things. They scare yeah, me so much. Little. So, yeah, four out of five for me, but I think it could have been better. But the fact that we even have it is pretty amazing. So, yeah. That's been... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it feels so strange. That's been I Only Like Your Movies. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have thoughts about WandaVision, uh, I guess tweet them at us. Yeah, get in touch. It'd be nice to chat about it. You can tag Lonnie, maybe. I don't know okay. if I'm, I'm into talking about it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're at I Only Like You Pod on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Also, give Lonnie's other podcasts a listen. It's called I Miss You Man. Me and Dylan chat about a topic, take turns educating each other on an obscure topic, and sometimes they have special guests. Sometimes people say that it's very funny and informative. So Who said that? Dylan's mum said that. Oh, wow. What I an think endorsement. That is, it is. My mum said it's mum said it's very droll. So That's what your mum said. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you can you can give that podcast and also I Am Like You in movies a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, I think you can do it. Just wherever, it'd be good. It'd be great. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you again next week. You might do a winter soldier one by the end of the show, maybe? I don't know. See if you like it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> do you want to do the opening? No. I never no. do the opening. <laughs> you can do it if you want. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.